Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, I'm going to say this. I think that it's unfair to judge Fields by things like wins and losses. Okay? He gets another kind of judgment, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Let's start with the Browns. And quite frankly, a lot of angles in this game. The Las Vegas Raiders 16, the Cleveland Browns 14. The Raiders win and cover uh, most numbers, although the number bounced around a lot throughout the week. Uh, Was it ever? Oh, so it ended up being three for the Raiders, right? So, in theory, they didn't cover the close. They did not cover the close. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard. Shot for the best number. I'm your bets the best you can. I got a great number. At least it seemed like it in the Super <laughs> Contest, plus, plus one and a half. But then it was, what, minus three to our favor, right, at one point? Yeah, it felt really good till about 15 seconds left in that game. Yeah. Well, maybe it felt really good until Baker Mayfield was declared out. Now, Colin Cowherd, who leads the parade of anti-Baker, but AJ, you're in the second car. Thank you. Uh, with, I mean, it's a, it, I'm not saying there's a clown horn on it. I'm just saying there's a second car. What do you think? Because I think you might have to eat a little crow here because Baker didn't look 
so bad compared to what we saw. No, obviously the the offense last night was dreadful. Only only putting up those fourteen points. Whose offense? The Browns' yes, offense. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I, I don't know how much of a difference Baker makes. Obviously, well, you assume I, I mean, he makes hold some. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We know we've seen this offense throughout the normal year. Is it is it this offense? Last night was especially bad. Exactly. So we know. Yeah. We know. Because the Raiders don't have a great defense. They do not have a great defense. So if you are well below average. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. If you, well, I'm not sure it was ever great. It might seem good. Uh, if, if you're well below average against a below average defense, your offense is probably playing pretty bad. So. But we did see Baker Mayfield put up 10 against the Ravens two weeks ago. Well, we I'm, saw not him saying, put up I'm not saying there's not a time. 13 against the Lions. So yeah, I'm not saying there's not a time that he's going to underperform, but you take the average. And what we had is a one-game average here. And so let me ask you this. The line moved pretty drastically when Baker was declared out. Yeah. Were you firing the no. other way? No. All right. So we think Baker's a lot better than Nick Mullins. Than Nick Mullins. Yes. Who Nick Mullins was on all kind of lists as some kind of special quarterback. The first, uh, how fast they get to X thousand yards. You've seen those lists. How shocking. I mean, him and Jimmy G stats were pretty comparable for a long time. Now, some of that might be Shanahan's perceived brilliance. But obviously, Nick Mullins is a third-string quarterback for a reason. By the way, Nick Mullins was on pace for the second-most passing yards ever through 16 starts. So I'm pretty sure that pace has either come to fruition or not. Or was that counting this game, McKenzie? That was before this game. That was last year, the end of last year. Though, but so. he didn't start before that. Right. So between then and now. Okay, so that's interesting. Did he? I mean, I added up. Did he make it? You can do he, that and let us know. He's up to 17 starts. I'll get you the final. Yeah, word. yeah. You might want to do that. That's McKenzie, everyone. You know, you ever hear? Did you ever listen to Rob, Rob Dibble and um, Dan Patrick back in the day? I think yeah, I heard some of that back in the like when uh, when Dan was on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they used to call Dibble the showstopper. Yep. I think we have a new showstopper. <laughs> like, let me throw something out there. With no, we did it, by the way. Number one ever. First, through 16 starts, 4,600 passing yards. And through his second 16, <laughs> 147 to start. But, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. If you said, if I told you Trevor Lawrence, ah, the savior, had in his first full season effectively the most passing yards in the history of the NFL, forget Red Grange. Otto Graham, slinging Sammy Baugh. <laughs> None of that matters. It's Nick Mullins. Wow. What would you say? But no, it's not it's, Nick it's Mullins. Trevor it's Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. No, we thought so. He was that great. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what we'd have to say. But, but with Nick Mullins, we just say, nah, doesn't fit my narrative. I don't want to hear those stats. <laughs> it's, it's, it's confusing me. <laughs> I don't know. I think Baker looked pretty good here. You know who didn't look good? Baker in his absence is Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't want to say a flaccid performance, but <laughs> you think I would have prepared that, but I did. <laughs> but if you look at the e- his EPA, so I mean, let's be candid though. The Browns are supposed to be a running team. They're supposed That's to our be, identity. They're supposed to be the team that can grind out a win. And the kind of team that, hey, you don't need a great quarterback, right? Just give us a good quarterback. 
Well, if you look at the rushing performance, the expected points added, which is simply an efficiency stat, you look at the efficiency, the team was 36 percentile. So that means two-thirds of the league runs better typically than the Browns did yesterday. And again, they needed for their playoff lives to run well because they had a third-string quarterback. Nick Chubb, who you know we've mentioned before, is one of the running backs that do actually matter under four yards per carry. Does he? But, I mean, that's what some people say. The Browns believe that, right? They paid him. They paid him, which supposedly the Browns are a super woke, smart team. They're on the forefront of analytics. In fact, ESPN had a poll in the offseason which teams focused the most on analytics. Last year, it was the Baltimore Ravens one. I think Browns were second. This year, Browns first, Ravens second. But what we saw, and we'll talk about in a little bit, was we saw Jim Harbaugh make an atrocious decision for two reasons. One we talked about yesterday. There's another reason. And then we see the Browns here pay a running back who seemingly can't get more than four yards. He averaged less than four yards a carry and a 36 percentile efficiency. And and averaged less than that on the final drive where the Browns had a chance to seal the deal. Could not get a single first down on that last drive with three running teams. That's all they needed. Now, you had a statement in pre-production. You don't like to be too controversial. You like it's, you're an, an unusual radio guy that likes to like be in the back. You, you like to be part of the the mix. Those guys don't usually get paid. Those guys in the back. It's crazy. So you're stepping up now because I like this take. Your take involves really how disappointing the Browns are. I think the Browns are the biggest disappointment in the NFL this season. All right, now I think we might want to quantify that a little bit. The Browns' preseason wins win total was ten and a half, sixth in the league. They're seven and seven. They're in last place in the AFC North. Yeah, but last place when you're seven and seven, you're five hundred, right? If, if they would have won this game, if it was a missed field goal, I mean, I, I don't want to speculate. I think they'd be eight and six. I think that's correct. Okay, now how far behind are they at that point? I mean, are we talking about making or missing a field goal? Are we talking about one made first down or not? I agree with you. If you project out and you see their their upcoming games. They project out to have about one and a quarter wins in the next three games. So they play at Green Bay, obviously a tough game, at Pittsburgh, home against Cincinnati. We're going to call one win between Pittsburgh and Cincinnati because it's about half a win each, a little about a quarter win against Green Bay. So they're, they're probably going to finish with, or at least projected to finish with eight and a quarter wins. That will be two and a quarter wins less than expected. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it would only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton 
is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. It's Covino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. We were talking about the inability of the Browns to run out the clock. First, let's kind of make the case on how different that is compared to last year. Last year, the Browns uh, had, what was it, four different situations where they could run out the clock at the end? Five. Five. With a, with a, a one-score lead. And how'd they do? Five and oh. Five and oh. They ran out the clock ran every time? Ran out the clock. So the other team, it's like, oh, it's like Jerome Bettis style. You, you're done. You don't get the ball Four-minute offense, they call it whatever. Okay. Wow. This year, how many times have they been in that scenario? Four. All right. How many times they run out the clock? Two. I thought they ran out the clock one of the th- one, but they won one other one. They, no, they've they've run the clock out two of the four. No, you're right. They did run it out one. Two of the games they lost and one. Right, let me let me. They ended maybe, up winning. Yeah. Let me try this. Okay. There's four times they got to, yes. had the ball to run it out. Only once they did that. Yes. We'll run it all the way down. 
Yeah, of the three other times, they won one of them. So they kicked it back and still won. Yeah. So they effectively won two or four times, however they did, with the ball to run out the clock with one score. Last year, they were five out of five. So two out of four, they won. So they lost two games this year. Last year, they lost zero in this situation. Okay, they didn't run it out. That's a failure, no doubt about it. And again, back to how good is this offensive line? How good is Chubb? How good are the Browns' front office, the staff, the analytics? I don't know, right? Remember the the Broncos game where they played the Broncos with with basically nobody, and we said maybe it's their offensive line, their identity as a running team. Maybe it's just so strong that it doesn't really matter what else is going on. Or maybe it's Drew Locke was the quarterback on the other that side. That might of the be game. the answer. But but listen, the Browns aren't dumb. They're not stupid. The question is, are they above average by a smidge, or are they the elite bastions of progressive football thinking that they've been made out to be? Well, here's something they could have missed, and maybe this was the absence of Stefanski, and this would have been a bold call. But the situation was the two-minute mark warning had just been reached, and they had the ball on, the Browns did, on their 30-yard line, three yards to go. Fourth and three on their own 30, up by two. Only a crazy man would go for it there. Well, let's consider the following. We know from the NFL feed that when the Raiders got the ball, they had a 39% chance to win. So that means, hey, Browns kicked it. They had a 61% chance to win. That's pretty good. Well, what's the chance they would have made it on fourth and three? About 50-50. Point flip. All right. So 50% of the time. So now you're like, okay, Raiders win 50% of the time versus 39. The punt was good. But wait a minute. What do the Raiders do if there's a failure on that fourth and three most of the time? It's usually going to be run, run, run. Browns had three timeouts. Assuming, timeout, 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 assuming the Raiders make the field goal, now the Browns get the ball with, I don't know, minute 40 left? And all they need is a field goal to win? You do the math, and it comes out, and this is an example. Listen, I don't like the parroting of aggressiveness, go for it, go for it, go for it, over and over. It's like another Barney at the bar. It's just they think they have, uh, they, they're educated Barneys at the bar. But I don't want to deny the math that this would have been a very interesting place to go for it, because I think mathematically, it's superior, to go for it here, but now the catch-22 is, well, is it really 50-50 with Nick Mullins, even though he is the fastest or the most yards ever after 16 starts in the history of the NFL? He's a below-average quarterback as a third-stringer. You know, I don't know. I know that Stefanski's replacement's not going to make that call because it's such a, a, a gutsy call. If the, I mean, the game being a 14-13 game, does that make you look at it differently than if it was, say, a 42-41 game? Yeah, I think it just talks about the relative lack of efficiency of the offense, which makes it the math, I think, a little optimistic. It makes you think that punting seems like a better idea there? At least at least it's a close close call. Yeah, I, I, I think in general, I like the idea of going for it there, but I think in a game where, I mean, the Raiders couldn't do anything with the ball either, you, you just assume you give them a little bit of a longer field, they're going to do what they've done all night and just scuffle on offense. But they didn't. But still, another winning week in our Super Contest. 3-2. and two. We did have Minnesota. We'll get to them in a minute. 
We will be talking about Harbaugh's decision, too. You know, let's do this. Let's talk about Harbaugh's decision, and then we'll go to the Vikings. And then we're going to be previewing two games. I mean, this is a jam-packed rest of the hour. We're straight out of Vegas. All right, so yesterday I explained Harbaugh's big mistake was the 42 seconds left in the game, because even if they make the X or the two and are up one, you're giving Aaron Rodgers the ball back. Now, you might say, RJ, you'd be giving Aaron Rodgers the ball back if you tie it with the extra point, except with a tie game, the Packers would have been really conservative. You know, a few exploratory short passes, and if they break some yards, maybe they go for it, you know, try to score the uh, field goal. But for the most part, it's going to be, let's go to overtime, because they don't want an interception and a field goal the other way. But if you're down one, like the Packers would have been if the Ravens had scored the two-point conversion, succeeded with it, it would have been no consideration for risk, bombs away downfield, very similar to the San Francisco game that Aaron Rodgers with 37 seconds left, less than 42, was able to go down and get the field goal to win the game, down one in that spot, and then one by two. So to me, man, in the Steeler game, there was like 12 seconds left or whatever, Pittsburgh wouldn't have had a chance to respond. You only go for two in that spot if the other team doesn't have a viable recourse with no risk mattering because you're down. It's almost like the cow, you know, lateral play kind of thing. You're going to do whatever. With Aaron Rodgers, how many seconds are you comfortable giving him? Mm. Does he have his beanie on or not? <laughs> I don't think he wears it during the game. Okay, then I, he's better without the okay, beanie. Okay, I agree with that. I, you know, I, I think if it's uh, if it's 25, it's almost like he still is going to be better than most in that spot. But it, it's, I mean, think about it. What's a typical play take? Six seconds? Yeah. Right? So let's call it seven if it's a little more downfield. So you got, you know, assume they don't, a smart team's not going to bring it out of the end zone. That's a mistake, Amy, because that takes one play to get, what, effectively out to the 25 most yeah. of the time. Now, if the Ravens are smart, and they are, Tucker's going to sky the ball to about the 10 and force you to bring it back. And squib that's a, something. That, well, yeah, that's a Belichickian move. Um, so, but, so let's just say 42, let's say they don't bring it back seven times seven, seven times six, seven times seven. He's going to have five plays. I mean, five plays with timeouts. I don't, you know, it's not a great chance, but it's probably a twenty percent. He gets a field goal, so I think that was the mistake we talked about yesterday. And I think it was a big one. This is even bigger. They scored. The Ravens did, and they were down eight with the extra point or the next, you know, the point after to come. Right now, if you're going to go for it, the win. It is a humongous mistake. It's an objectively undebatable mistake to do it in the order they did it. Extra point first after the next to last touchdown, and then two-point conversion to win it. Because if you make the two, if they had made the two, let's assume they win. Let's even forget the 42 seconds, right? Okay. So you're going to win about half the time because the NFL two-point conversions this year— was 49.7 coming in to that game. Some would call that 50-50. 50-50. I think that's a fair one. Now, you're saying backup quarterback. I'm saying he's a good backup quarterback. He's got momentum. I think it's a little optimistic to say 50-50, but let's say 50-50. Okay? And half the time you lose. They didn't make it. Okay. If you go for the two after the next to last touchdown, when eight can bring you to six instead of seven, let's assume you make it. 
You're going to make it the same half the time, right? Well, next time you kick the extra point when you score and you win. Okay? So, in that scenario, you make it half the time, you win. Justin Tucker's 98.5% on extra points since it was extended back. Let's call that 100. Okay. If you miss it, then the next time you score, you go for two to tie. Now, let's say you make that half the time. So, now it's only going to be 25% of the time that you miss-miss. Those times you lose, just like the sure. one. But the other 25%, which is the miss-make, as in miss the two, make the two, it's tied. Now, you go to overtime, and in overtime, you probably win about you know, 10%, or not 10%, but about, let's say, 40% of the time, which ends up being about 10% of the, the game scenarios. So, really, to make this real simple, the difference is if you wait to do it the second time, you either make it or miss it, and the game's decided by that, to go for two the second time. If you go for two the first time and make it, you're as good as ever. You just kick the extra point. But if you miss it, you get a second chance. And if you make the second one, now you go to overtime. And you're going to win a percentage of those. And the percentage that you win in overtime is all gravy. There's really no debate on that. Do you see anything? No. When you... When you put this out for me on on paper especially it's uh, there's no denying that you've got a better chance if you go for it down eight go for the two then and then if you if you don't get it go for it get later if you think about the 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 two different point afters as happening right in a row let's assume you know they just said hey you scored the first touchdown we're gonna wait till you score the second to even care about the action which is kind of stupid but let's say that it was two in a row Imagine them going, all right, let's see here. We got potentially four points to make because there's two twos in a row coming up or zero point, whatever, right? Okay. And let's say at this point you're down two, right? That's what it would be. So you could kick two extra points, boom, boom, tie game. You go to overtime, right? That's fine. Or how dumb would it be to say, all right, we're going to kick the extra point, boom. (laughs) Okay, we're down one. Let's go for it. All right, you go for it, you miss, and you're done, right? What you could do is go, you know, we're going to go for it. Let's go for it now. If we make it, great, kick the extra point. But if you miss it, you know what? We're down two. Let's try it again. (laughs) And then the the times that you make that two, that brings you to overtime, and that's all the gravy that John Harbaugh, who hates math apparently— I'm not saying. But you didn't think so a day ago. Listen, I'm not. Listen, his brother and I have some problems. I can't lie. He smells. Now, listen, he's in the final four. Let's give him his glory, right? You could smell or not, but if you're in the final four, you're getting some credit. John Harbaugh, I don't know. I don't know. He seems like he doesn't like math. What do you think? I was John Harbaugh's always struck me as an old school guy, and then yesterday you, you told me no, he's like on the forefront of analytics. But then his quotes yesterday made it sound like maybe the Ravens are on the forefront, and John Harbaugh's not fully on board. All right, so Harbaugh's actually talking about this now. I don't think necessarily in response to this, he says uh, from the Ravens editorial director. Who is that? It's just some faceless. It sounds like someone is his own PR agent. Harbaugh wanted to delay the ultimate decision on going for two and the win. He thought about the decision all night, and he criticizes himself for it. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All. Ball. 
We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Is that all it says? Yeah, that's just the the reported um 
You got away with words, yeah, dude. Just, it's not a quote. It's not a full quote. <laughs> I had to, so I had to turn the mic off. Turn the mic off. Okay. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> you know, it's... Um, things, are, things are going so well. Something. Something. <laughs> no, but what's funny here is all the passive voice that they're using. All right, is is the idea of he thought about the decision all night and criticizes himself for it. It's almost like a mental gymnastics to know who's talking about whom and what. It's it's like what politicians do. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. But all, gather your thoughts here, Brad. Brought is how you told me in pre-production. You said, "Hey, Harbaugh is now realizing he made a mistake." Uh, and it was specifically the order of operation of going for two. Where does it say anything like that? Talking about delaying the ultimate he decision. He said he wanted the delay. They, they're justifying it. Yeah, they're, he's saying he made the mistake and he wishes But, but he, he didn't. didn't say that's the mistake. Are you reading it? Harbaugh wanted to delay. And again, this is some unknown third person saying this. Harbaugh wanted to delay the ultimate decision on going for two in the win. He thought about the decision all night. When he says the decision... He's talking about the decision to go for two, not necessarily the order of it. But the fact that we don't, that he reads it and gets one thing, and I read it and get another, it's kind of the whole point here. They're trying to defray a lot of analysis on this. That sounds like what something the Ravens editorial director's job would be is to kind of muddle Confu- things. Yeah, let's try to confuse things. Right. But why are things being confused? Because I'm telling you, why is that the intention? Because if anything, the, the, the Ravens have been the darlings of the analytics community. Now it feels like you got Harbaugh talking about, and this is what he said. The numbers are the numbers. This is, um, was this after the game, right? This is after the game, yes. The numbers are the numbers, but the numbers aren't perfect. I can tell you this. I've shot a lot of holes in the numbers. You know, he's so smart. With the numbers guys, they don't take everything into account. So you can just make a decision. The numbers are just part of it. I've never heard him talk like that at all. He's always, again, been a darling. It almost feels like there was some hostage situation. He was forced to do the number what the numbers guys wanted. Then somehow his, you know, whoever escaped, and now he can tell the truth. And now he's some whack job that's like misordering when to go for two and saying it was my gut feeling. Well, we talked about it yesterday after the show. It felt like Art Howe in Moneyball, like where Billy Bean saying this is what you got to do, and Art's like, I don't want to do this. I mean, what does this have to do with Stefanski? I mean. Who knows what the connections are here? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it is kind of crazy that all this stuff now with the Chargers, with the Chiefs, with all the going, you know, with going for two so much, with going for it on fourth down, and now one of the guy. I mean, do you think Harbaugh maybe felt like I got to keep up in the ante to to like even get attention now? I got to go for two in these crazy situations, and I'm going to do it out of order just to trick people, and then everyone else is going. The numbers are the numbers. It's like, you freaking idiot. What's wild is if he, if that two-point conversion is successful, you're not hearing Harbaugh complain about the numbers. This is what happens but, when but guys... He didn't go by the numbers. If anything, he could have said, see, no. the numbers don't matter. We made it. <laughs> I mean, if Tomlin did this, he'd be getting crushed. That's probably fair. Oh, it's, it's fair. It's more than fair. But, but here's what we're going to keep our eye on. And you can't undercount this. A guy who literally last year heads an organization that ESPN voted, and they had each team vote who is the teams that value analytics the most, who puts the most resources in it, who values it the most. Last year, 
the Ravens were number one on that list out of 32 teams. This year, they're number two. What we've heard from Harbaugh's quotes, what we saw from his irrational, muddied decision-making has nothing to do with like a strong emphasis on analytics. So there's some incongruency, there's some disconnect that's yet to be uncovered. We'll be on the case. And one other thing, what has been uncovered is the idiots that think they know math that are parrot, like a parrot. Like a parrot, Polly wants a quack, cracker kind of stuff, and saying the numbers are the number. You don't know numbers. These people don't. And just go look. If anyone was talking about Harbaugh had the numbers behind him, unfollow. If you're following them for numbers, if you're following them for amusement, follow them. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply